What is happening, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to season two of the My Friends As You Grow Gyms podcast. I'm GR Hoff, your host, and you're in the right place if you are a personal trainer, gym owner, box owner, uh, boot camp owner that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your team, your community, the people you serve, your family, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Uh, we are, in terms of the timeline, um, we're, we're straight out of tax season in the U S right. Tax day was last week. Um, in the U S uh, you're probably hit, hitting a lot of those, um, sort of business adulting, uh, uh, speed bumps right now, right? You've been dealing with it back and forth, um, with all the COVID stuff, uh, for what, almost four months now, um, I guess over four months now, uh, you just had tax day where you had to, um, if you're in the U S and you're, uh, being legal about things. Uh, you had to pay your taxes. Uh, you had to, to, to fess up on those estimated taxes that you, um, that you were given sort of a delay on. Uh, so that's happening. Um, a lot of you at this point are seeing the, that PP money, PPP money starting to, to run low or run out, or it's been gone for a while now. And so like the shit's kind of hitting the fan a little bit again, not to mention again, and this is, um, primarily uh, here in the U S I'm sure we're like, it's just a mixed bag all across the world right now, depending on where you're at. But in the U S um, we're seeing a uh, basically not the slowdown that um, we all wanted to see uh, in terms of this virus. So a ton of challenges and we felt it was a, a pertinent time to come back and get back in your year um, and give you some things to think about. I was going to say a little bit of direction, but if nothing else, give you some things to think about that I invite you to consider uh, in terms of uh, running your business in the current um, landscape. That said, I do want to kick off with some good news here, right? So this is still, um, it is still a fantastic uh, opportunity for us as business owners. Now, th those of you, you know, if you've heard all the stuff, we, we put together free uh, groups for gym owners in terms of the, in terms of the COVID stuff. And, and um, I don't want to take this for granted. It, like this is obviously a tragedy, right? This is a horrible thing to have happened to the world. Um, and so anything that I say in terms of positivity and, and opportunity and everything else, uh, that is purely in regards to the business thing. And I hope you don't think that I'm uh, crass enough to think, oh, yay, COVID, like let's have another one. No, it sucks. It's a tragedy. Um, I hate it. I'm sure most of you hate it. Uh, that said, it does us no good to crawl into a hole um, and die. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help our families. It doesn't help uh, the community, the people you serve. Um, it doesn't help anyone. So uh, with that said, let's dig into kind of what we're seeing right now. And, and we're in, we have the, I guess the, the fortunate um, situation to be able to say that we are able to see what's happening in um, dozens and dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of different markets in terms of how this stuff is happening right now. What we are seeing is that we still believe that this is a, um, a, a really, and, and in particular, this pocket of time that we're talking about right now uh, in the U S. So, you know, election season, is going to start to take up a, a, an absolutely ridiculous amount of ad space, ad budgets, et cetera, um, as we creep closer to November here in the US. Um, so I'm speaking in terms of this opportunity, we have an, an outstanding window uh, and I don't know how long it's gonna last. Um, it still appears to be active right now, but we have an outstanding window of opportunity where people are still buying 
right? People are still out there. They're buying things. They're paying for fitness. They crave um, that that community, that leadership, that feel good, um, uh, you know, sort of endorphin rush that only a gym or illegal drugs, I guess, can uh, can give you. Um, only a gym can give you legally, and, uh, and and so people are still buying, but the 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 cost of acquisition is exceptionally low in comparison to what it was um, pre-COVID, in comparison to what it was in the beginning of COVID. To me, it seemed like you know we predicted we've been right, I guess, unfortunately, on a lot of our predictions thus far in terms of this whole COVID thing. And um, one of the places that we were wrong or delayed right was on like we predicted that ad cost the cost of acquiring a customer would go down uh, lead cost would go down uh, kind of right there quick with all the shutdowns and it seemed like um, the 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 ad marketplace right the auction houses um, that serve your ads on Facebook and so on and so forth um, did not uh, sort of respond necessarily across the board where things were super duper cheap um, the way they are now so uh, let's dig into why we think this is such a great opportunity. We'll dig into some of the details here, um, give you some information, maybe some uh, some stuff to help you, some 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 bricks um, to help you build up that belief that you can still win in this environment. Um, and frankly, that I think it's imperative that you do win in this environment. Uh, but let's dig in a little bit. So uh, again, we still think this is a giant opportunity. And what I want you to do, because we never know when these opportunities are going to crop up again, is to go hard and fast. Hard and fast, drill, baby, drill, right? When the market's good, you've got to go and try to capitalize as much as you can because we don't know how long this stuff is going to last. Um, why do we say this is such a giant opportunity for those of you that are still operating, still doing your thing right now? Um, let's talk local gym markets first, okay? So we predicted in the beginning that 20 to 60% of gyms are going to close. I don't know, like, like, can we give a bigger range? Eh, probably not, but... Um, uh, we still think that's happening. I think the most recent statistic that we saw was something around 28% have closed so far with PPP money starting to run out. That, that number is only going to continue to climb. It could be higher than that, right? We could be seeing 60% plus of gyms um, closing in the next, you know, six months or so. Um, so right now there's already, uh, you know, you got big companies that are filing for bankruptcy, all these different things, shutting down operations temporarily. You have small mom and pop shops, boutique single locations that are closing down. Um, so you have a, just a huge percentage uh, of um, just this, this giant set of competition, this giant set of people that were basically taking your members, right? There were another, another option uh, for people in your community that are gone, right? They're just, boom, wiped off the face of the earth. You have a number, so you have people that are just closed. Then you have a number of less agile businesses that are just not able to give that kind of high-touch, boutique-y, relationship-driven feel that most of you, right? Most of you aren't, um, you're, you're, not, you're not listening to a podcast to get better at growing your fitness business. Um, if you're sort of a fresh-faced franchisee or you're, uh, you know, you're an Orange Theory that had 800 members and you thought you had everything figured out, and now it turns out maybe you don't. Like my guess is, um, most of you listening to this are the boutique, um, uh, sort of privately owned uh, gym businesses, fitness businesses, personal training businesses. And so, just by definition of having that um, that freedom to do what you want and not be tied to a singular model, right, a corporate model, uh, you have more agility than these other businesses. And so, what we saw. Prior to COVID hitting, um, the highest percentage of the kind of the thriving franchises or the franchises that were popping up locations faster than everybody else were um, based on how much money can I make per square foot, right? How many people can I cram in to a, to a space um, at the same time 
and try to make as much money per hour with 30 people in a room doing the same exact thing, right? That was the biggest model. You think Fit Body Boot Camp, you think uh, Orange Theory, you think um, F45s charge a little bit more, but it's the same idea, right? You're talking most of these franchises coming out uh, lately have been large group-ish type training. And so by definition, right, they are going to, um, their models are built to have a ton of people crammed in the room. They are going to be struggling more than the, 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 the private trainer, the boutique box owner, whatever it is, um, that has built a relationship based on, um, you know, based on that, right. Built a, built a customer relationship that is based on relationships. So that, that is based on the feeling that you give them and not necessarily, Oh, I have the coolest like spot and they have good music and the walls are orange and all that stuff. Um, not to say that those locations can't do those things, right? It, it's kind of all down to the individual um, running that location and how good the trainers are and all those different, all those different sort of factors. Uh, but for most of you, right? You have members, you very likely have members, we have members that have stuck with us, not because of the awesome results we've given them. We have people that, that have been with us since I was like training by myself in the bottom of really was probably in a legal basement um, that looked the same as they did nine, 10 years ago. But they keep paying us. Why? Because of the relationship, because of how we make them feel, because we're, we're their happy place. And so you are much likely to be able to be a happy place that is built on relationships than these big, big box um, type uh, type businesses that can't adapt as well. They're not built on that personal customer relationship. And so as such, when they have to move to smaller group sessions, um, there's probably less capacity. Uh, number one, their financial model is going to be hurting in a big way. So financially, um, these companies that are built on cramming a ton of people into a small spot are going to be hurting. And then if they try to increase the price, increase what they're charging, um, increase their level of service, they are going to have more challenges than you who already has a great relationship with these people who can pivot your service quicker um, than 99.9% than of these large locations. So they're going to be in a bit of an identity crisis in terms of moving forward with this COVID stuff, or they're going to be in the subset of the other gyms that we're going to talk about, which are people that are not taking the virus seriously at all, acting like it doesn't exist. Um, again, I'm not here to be uh, you know, political one way or the other to tell you which way is the correct way of thinking, but there are members, there are people in your community that are seeing you with an F45 near us is doing this, um, uh, you know, in, in Texas. So um, I know, surprise, surprise, Texas, right? Uh, and at 45 years, I was doing this They're taking all kinds of big group pictures and they're, you know, they're clearly not distancing during their workouts, all these different things. Not super awesome. If you're someone who is concerned about, um, contracting the virus and spreading that to your family and the people close to you. Right. Uh, so there are people, there are gyms that are handling this situation in that way, in that regard. Um, and as such are alienating people in their community, um, that don't want to take on that risk. Uh, so you have a, even if these gyms aren't closing, even if these gyms aren't being forced to adjust their model, if they are taking on um, the stance, if they're taking the stance of like, Hey, this kind of doesn't exist. We're going to operate business as usual. They are still creating an additional opportunity for you, the boutique business owner, that's going to take the virus and the health of your members, um, the safety of your members. Seriously. My, my stance on all this uh, from the beginning has been like, I think it's a really powerful line. It said, man, you never know who has a kid on a ventilator at home. Right. And so I, it's not my, I don't have the right to put someone who has a kid on a ventilator at home uh, at risk. And so we're going to take the, the transmission, the possible transmission of the virus seriously. 
and operate uh, in such a way that makes it as close to impossible as possible that someone would pass on the virus, uh, catch the virus, et cetera, um, at our gyms, at our facilities. Um, so those that aren't doing that, that aren't operating safely, are alienating a subset of the population that might still want to go to a gym and would still go to a gym, still go to fitness classes, sessions, personal training sessions, et cetera, if they were able to feel safe uh, doing it. Again, that means more opportunity for you. Um, so again, uh, and then I mean the the other sidebar is you have a ton of CrossFits now that are they've deaffiliated um, with the whole uh, Glassman fiasco um, that are going to be looking for an for an identity. Um, uh, again, I don't want to make this whole thing about CrossFit. I think they, they kind of did it. It seems like they did a decent uh, PR spin of bringing in the, the new owner and replacing Castro and all that. Um, so I, I don't see CrossFit as a brand um, being hurt in a big way, like the individual uh, boxes being hurt in a big way with all this, certainly not for the long term. Um, but those that de-affiliated, uh, some of them, will do fine and do better than they did before um, or, or continue in the status quo. Others will struggle because they were knowingly or unknowingly building their business completely on the idea of CrossFit as their name. And the only way they were getting leads was from the main side or from searching CrossFit in your town, so on and so forth. And so those businesses, um, there are going to be a subset of them that are not able to successfully create and operate under their new identities. Uh, they're going to be looking for those brand identities and that means more members that could possibly come to your gym. So again, you have all these sort of local um, in-person brick and mortar factors that are basically increasing, increasing the opportunity for you locally. Uh, and then you have the idea that um, like that's that. Uh, so all those sort of struggles are leading to a lot of these local businesses and not just in the fitness business, but in other local businesses, not advertising the way they were, were before. So there's decreased command, uh, decreased demand from an advertising perspective. And the bigger reason, frankly, that I think we're seeing the, the decreased costs on Facebook is that all these big companies, because of, I think that's a censorship of, uh, hate speech or fact checking. It depends on what platform you're on, but basically you have a lot of these big companies. Disney plus evidently just pulled their Facebook advertising and they were the largest source. Um, they were the biggest spender on Facebook, I think in Q1 of 2020, and they've completely pulled their ad spend. I think Verizon is another company that have done this. So you have a, a subset of big, big, big companies that are pulling big, 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 big budgets from, um, from Facebook advertising uh, that is, again, decreasing the demand, increasing the supply, and it appears to be decreasing the cost. Um, we're seeing uh, lead costs down in about 98% of markets. Like there are a couple that are still kind of holding out, um, but for the most part, we're seeing lead costs as, um, as nice and low. Uh, we're seeing a, a little bit of a decrease across the board in show rates. Um, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but we're seeing a little bit of a decrease in show rates. But overall, people are still buying. They're still buying premium packages. You don't have to um, sort of sell your soul to the low cost devil, if you will. You don't have to do crazy promotions like six weeks free or 21 days free and bait, your, bait and switch your way into oblivion, right? Like a lot of businesses have already done pre-COVID. Um, you don't have to do any of those things. Like we're still selling, um, like in almost all of the people that we work with, we're mostly running uh, standard offers, um, either short-term free, right? Seven, 10 day free type things um, or longer, ter longer term, 14, 21, 28, 42 day uh, free type programs or not free, paid programs um, that are 
still working pretty damn well. The only difference that we're doing in some markets where, and this is kind of, you have to have a feel for what your community is like right now, um, or test both. In some markets, we're testing copy, we're running copy that um, is sort of uh, addressing the social distancing, addressing the safety and the seriousness with which we're taking the situation within the ad. Uh, and in some markets, those are performing better. In other markets, just the business as usual, no mention of COVID, just the old like standard boom, um, in your face, here's the offer ads are doing super, super well and kicking the crap out of anything else. Um, and so it all depends on your local market. Point being that we have this, uh, just this sort of upswell of opportunity um, it, with, with the, the, the local gym market, people that are looking for leadership community, uh, and that freaking rush that comes from going to a gym, right? That feel good awesomeness. Um, and then you have the, the combination of that, right? Um, sort of the individual feeling on a local level, um, combined with the idea that man, like it's costing a lot less for us to advertise. So my recommendation to you is to go out to advertise, to get aggressive, to sell, to build your community, do all those positive things um, that you can do. Uh, there's a ton more that we could dig into with this, but I wanted to give you, I wanted to start you off with something um, that was, a, that was a, a little bit more positive, right? Like we do have a great opportunity in the fitness industry and realistically, um, I think it's your duty to go out there and make your community healthier and yes, make a profit while doing it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff again that we need to dig into, uh, pricing and, uh, what's our, our lineup for the next episodes episodes. We have, um, the problem with the paper show stuff that you're seeing every single guru promote to you. You don't even pay us a retainer. Just pay us $200 per show. We'll talk about the problem with that. Um, and why it's costing you money. Uh, we'll talk about, um, what happens uh, with uh, what happens uh, when you or your team member or one of your uh, one of your members um, gets COVID and shows up to the gym or doesn't? One of those two two scenarios. We'll talk about how to handle that. Um, we'll talk about uh, addressing the idea that fear is higher across the board. So how to increase your show rates um, uh, in spite of COVID. All those different fun things are coming soon. Um, if you'd like to talk more about us just helping you and giving you and handing you all this stuff um, as a part of our, basically our mentorship community, uh, go to www.myfriendsasyougrowgyms.com and you can book a super duper high pressure call with us. Um, we'll talk about your scenario. Our goal is to always help on the first call. Um, and uh, we're not going to talk to you about um, pricing or joining us or try to hard sell you unless you um, specifically ask us to. Otherwise, uh, we'll just try to help you and get you moving in the right direction, whether that means we ever do business together or not. Again, the link for that is www.myfriendsasyougrowgyms.com. And uh, that's all for now. We'll see you in the next episode. Adios.